You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck before. I just shot a freaking big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. What's going on? Another episode of Michigan Wild is launching this week. Um, I had a, a really good time doing this uh, episode. Got to do it with my my boy Henry. Something he's uh, been kind of pestering me, really wanting to do a podcast. I mean, he's he's been in the truck while I'm listening to the podcast. He knows all about it. He's really enjoyed the ones I've done so far. He uh, he sat in on a couple. He wants to sit on in on them all the time. And, but he really just wanted to do one to kind of recap what we had going on because of shed hunting and all those kind of things and food plots. So got to sit down with him this week and do a podcast with him. He did a really good job. I mean, he's only seven, but you can just tell that he, he likes being outside and doing these things. And um, it's just something that he's done for a long time already. I mean, he's kind of been on my hip for uh, for a few years doing these things. And it's something I never really like forced him to do or anything like that. It just was like, hey, we're doing this. And, um, you know, I had to, you know, tailor some of the things I did when he was younger to accommodate for him and make it just, I always wanted to be a good time for him. Not that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be an easy time for him, but just fun. I mean, that means lots of gas station snacks. I mean, lots of snacks in general, bringing toys, doing things, having fun, laughing, never getting too serious. I mean, that's why small game hunting has just been something he's really liked doing because it's really easy to do all those things while doing that so I mean he's been in the woods you know chasing rabbits geese turkeys deer all those things with me he's watched a lot of those things uh get uh get shot and he's been there through the process I mean yeah gutting an animal and doing those kind of things he's not a huge fan of but I mean the whole other aspect of it the hunt for it the the prep for it the trail cameras the food plots now the mock scrapes he's been making with me, these kind of things, the summer glassing, looking for deer, getting ice cream, doing that. He's been doing that for a long time and really does enjoy it. I hope you can hear that in some of the stories that he he tells on this. It was just a really good time. Me, him, and my wife, Ashley, were down here, and, you know, she was able to hop on towards the end and kind of give a little a current event update about how, you know, we had done some mock scrapes and trail cameras and food plots and just kind of see her perspective of it. So overall, I hope you get that this is just a family thing that we like to do. Uh, just how I was raised, like I've talked before in past podcasts, like this is just something that's been just a part of my life forever. Uh, growing up in a family of hunters, farmers, those kind of things, um, just being outside and doing this kind of stuff is not um, a new endeavor for us. It just is a way of life. And we're just trying our best to be parents that raise our son that way. And we're just very blessed that it's something he likes. Um, not all kids like it and do those kind of things, but we don't force it, but very thankful he enjoys it and take advantage of that. But yeah, we, um, we did end up putting a couple more food plots in, which we weren't, I think last week I'd said I was pretty much done. And then we went up, uh, to a property and realized that there was a few spots that weren't planted because of drought conditions and stuff like that. So we're like, let's take advantage of this and we're able to get some food plots in. And then that same weekend, you know, we did the box scrapes and hung some cameras finally. And, uh, yeah, I finally got some cameras out. And actually this morning, I got a, I got a for sure shooter. 
Actually, I, I take that back. If he's four and a half years old, he's for sure a shooter just because of the area where he's at. Um, I don't have that network of neighbors like I've talked about in the past of um, the success I've had is because I've got really good neighbors and there's a multiple multiple hunters and people and neighbors that are on board to pass deer. This spot, I have this deer, that's not a case. So every three and a half year old I don't you know, target or don't shoot. It's just a, it's a, it is a gamble. It's a, a bigger gamble. I guess it's always a gamble, but this is a bigger gamble. So my standards are kind of been four and a half year old in this area, but it was a deer that when I was talking with Drew Hassler, you know, said I was kind of passive aggressive, uh, the first few days of October because October 1st, I was doing the same kind of a set and this deer actually walked out right where I figured he would just through Intel and through knowing how deer use a property, um, and walked right by, uh, a spot where I would have set up and I had had debated really hard that evening if I was going to set up or not and if it, and essentially said nope I'm not doing it. I'm going to sit back and enjoy an evening with the family so we were able to sit in a blind together you know a few hundred yards away and yeah that deer read the script perfect I mean I think it was almost two hours before dark came out and we got to see and would have been a chip shot you know 15 20 yard shot granted there's a lot of things that would have had to gone right um but it was one of those evenings where it would have been perfect because he was like the first deer we saw. There wasn't like a pile of does and small bucks that came through first. Uh, it would have been just picture perfect. However, I was fairly confident he was three years old um, and just not something I really wanted to take advantage of. And, you know, shoot, just trying to, you know, my goals and those kind of things. But, yeah, then that deer, you know, proceeded to kind of fall off the radar. And I just assumed he got shot. But what probably had happened was now that I've looked at some more trail cams and kind of getting refreshed on how the year went, uh, there's this big eight point, the buck that I talked about that fought another buck in the field that he, I think he kind of moved in the area because I didn't know that deer was even there like all summer. I think he kind of like ruled that area a little bit. And then a few of the smaller, you know, less dominant bucks, they kind of, you know, they scattered and went to other properties and somehow didn't get shot. But he seems to be so far the biggest one this summer. Well, granted, I just got the camera set up. And, um, but he was around doing the same thing he did last year. So I'm really fingers crossed that I'll get that, you know, first couple of days of October to have a really good opportunity at this deer. Unless, you know, I guess, I mean, from the pictures I got, I'm, I'm not the greatest judge of, um, uh, you know, age on deer through trail cam picks. I think it's, it's easy to do, but there are a few telltale signs that, you know, you can just think and hear about, but, um, he seems to fit those things to make him at least a four year old, uh, and yeah, I'll be pretty pumped if I get to put my tag around them. But yeah, that food plot that went in in this area, a couple spots, you know, things that we've done, mock scrapes, camera plate placement, food plot placement, we're kind of done with this deer in mind. So it'll be pretty cool if this actually works out and happens. So now that this adds another deer to the mix of opportunity um, that I have a chance to hunt, which is like pretty exciting. I've had years where I don't have anything really. And sometimes those years go into being a really good year, shoot a deer that you don't know about. Well, this year there's a few that I know about. Like I've told, you know, talking to people, I have lots of spots and try to kind of be all over the place just because I haven't done the habitat work or had the opportunity to do the habitat stuff to like create or like the best property around to hold deer, make, you know, mature deer want to be there. It's something I want to do better and have the opportunity for, but that just hasn't been how I've hunted and had opportunities so I just have lots of spots. And this year it's shaping up to have, you know, a handful of bucks on all those properties that if a deer gets shot or, uh, you know, moves or does those kind of things that, you know, always seem to happen, I got some fallback plans or that. So try to go free spirit into it. I mean, last year I got kind of hung up on a deer and, it, you know, I burned some really good opportunities that maybe other deer to hunt this one. But that was just a decision I made last year. Now who's, say, who's to say that won't happen again this year? But as of now, you know, it's August 20th. I got a lot to look forward to. So really pumped about that. We got, I believe the food plot game is done now. I had said that last week, but yeah, we, we've had a pretty busy couple weekends. feel really good. There's still some other prep to do, but yeah, we, uh, I think this is the perfect podcast to launch after everything we did. It's been a really family focused thing doing. It's been fun to do these things with the family and, uh, yeah, really, uh, really looking forward to this week's, this week's episode that you guys can listen to. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think, like I said, I got 10 days left in August, so I'm pretty, 
I'm pretty uh, on track to get everything I want done either this last next 10 days or the first week of uh, September because we have Labor Day in there. And then I pretty much stay away uh, from the property. That means like I'm not going to trim anything. I'm not going to, you know, I want to make sure all my deer trails that I've, you know, been are cleared so deer keep using them, you know, those kind of things as trees fall down. All my prep has been done because I like to leave that, you know, three weeks before season, sometimes a month. I will stay away until really close to season. I do that like day or a couple, day or two before season starts if I need to. I will pull cards if I don't have a cell cam there or do like some sort of scouting that's super low impact, which could be from a vehicle uh, from a far distance, like I won't even go into some of these spots to, you know, glass summertime bucks until right towards the bitter end just to quick sneak in there, see what's going on. Because to me, that's the most uh, efficient intel I need. Yeah, right now there's spots I can glass and I see bucks. Like I've talked about, I got a couple of deer that I know of that I've seen from the road, done those kind of things. But that isn't every spot's that way. Some of these spots you have to actually get out of the truck or get out of the vehicle and, you know, get into a vantage point and see, well, that's really cool to have that intel, you know, this, the see that the deer's around, but that doesn't really do me much to kill that deer. So I try to do that towards, you know, the last few days before season opens and be super smart about where I go, how I glass. So we're getting, we're a month before that's going to happen. So now it's just focusing on shooting the bow after uh, this weekend. Been doing that pretty regularly, almost every day. Got that going for me. It's been shooting, been, been shooting great. I got a couple equipment things from gears that I've been, you know, just slowly getting out. I try not to do it all at one time. Just kind of, you know, dabble in a little bit here, dabble a little bit there. You know, if I got to buy something, buy it now. Do that kind of ease into it because I just don't like waiting until the last minute for, for everything. Sometimes you just do, but I try to just kind of get stuff kind of thought. It's in the back of my mind, thinking about it, just getting ready for the season. Uh, go through old trail cam picks with deer that start popping up. Now I got cameras out. It's like, okay, where's their habits? What kind of intel can I learn from them? What did they do last year? And yeah, that's that's just what we're in that we're in that part right now. It's it's uh, it's happening. It's it's coming up. So other than uh, an Illinois lease, which we're gonna try to get there in September, my Michigan stuff is gonna be a no fly zone for you know three weeks, hopefully a month. Ideally, it'll have that all done in ten the next ten days, but. There might be a few cams that had to get snuck out before, you know, in that time. But yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, it's, it's the time that as bow hunters in Michigan and all these, you know, state Midwest states that you just start getting ready for this and super excited. And, uh, yeah, I cannot, I cannot wait to, uh, be outside enjoying creation, doing those kind of things. And just the blessing that is to do that as a bow hunter. And yeah, um, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped. I do have a blind that I'd like to build um, for gun season primarily um, in one location, but that might be my September project kind of. And uh, I'm fortunate to hunt in spots where there's open fields and that kind of thing. So once the blind's built, that can get set up pretty much any time between now and early October. So I don't, I'm not a huge time crunch, but that's a pretty big project that needs to be done. Um, but that's not priority one right now. Uh, that's kind of back in the back burner. Even if it doesn't get done, I'm not, it's not the end of the world because I can be very efficient with, you know, your standard pop-up blind or something like that. Just got the material to do it. like to do that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's shaping up to be a good year. I, I know, uh, I've heard some guys talk about, you know, antler growth and all that kind of stuff being maybe not the greatest in their area. So far, the areas I have, I I don't see a difference. I mean, the two-year-old bucks that are getting to be three and a half are making really good jumps, and the same for the few three to four-year-olds have made, I mean, I think a normal jump for what I've seen in years past from the, you know, people being worried about the drought conditions. But, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I haven't had any any other scares from that reason. I mean, we, the, I guess the only other kind of hurdle you have to get through is youth hunt that comes up. And I mean, there's a lot of different opinions on that. I never partaked in the youth season, but I don't, I don't really have like a, a huge gripe towards it because I think it's great to get kids to do that. And maybe the circumstance parents are in or family members are in or family, friends, whatever it may be their best opportunity to get kiddos out there is to do it that way. 
um, you know, there's different layers to that and different aspects and, you know, there's a lot of things that can go on. But, I mean, I've had firsthand experience with youth season actually takes out more of the mature bucks than any other time of the year. And that could just be, there's a multiple different ways why that is. That could be because, you know, the cold front hits the right time. Or maybe those deer would have been killed really early in October anyways by neighbors. You can't really say, oh, that deer, I would have been able to shoot that deer if there wasn't a youth season. I mean, the deer got killed. So, who knows when it could happen. But in years past, I've, you know, there's been handful of really nice bucks I get shot and that's been a yearly thing so there's a couple bucks that uh, how active they are right now you know you always kind of get that back in your mind it's like okay like what's the crops gonna be like when youth season rolls in are the beans gonna be still something there's you know I mean there's there's really nice deer that are out in the middle of bean field two hours before dark right now and you're just like oh my goodness like but at the end of the day I can't control that and it's just a deer so I try not to get too worked up on it and just whatever happens happens that's why i got lots of spots so yeah let's let's get after this this week's episode and thank you guys for listening appreciate it enjoy Today's podcast is with a very special guest. He's semi-famous because he's in the intro of every week. I have Henry, my son, aka Hi. HD, Heavy Duty, Roosevelt. So we, how many days do you have before school starts? A week, so I don't know, but... Well, today is Thursday. So Friday, tomorrow is your last day before school starts on what day? Monday, right? Yep, the 21st, and what grade are you really gonna, excited going to be to? here and never done a podcast before. Oh, Yo, you're excited. Well, that's good. What grade are you going into? I'm going to be in second grade and... Ooh, second grade. You got to meet the teacher today, which is pretty yep. cool. So yep. are you excited to go to school? Yeah, kind of. Not really. Why are you not that excited? Well, well what just... part makes you not excited, I guess? Well, I'm kind of excited. I'm just a little nervous because I'm not used to going into, you know, new grades. Yeah, I guess it is kind of nerve-wracking starting the year out. Different grade, different classroom, your different hallway too, right? I just seen other kids last year in kindergarten. I saw them just sitting all alone out in the hallway just doing their Chromebook. I was like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to go to second grade yet. Not ready yet? Well, you'll be ready. (laughs) Either no. next week or maybe we'll take a couple of days, but usually yeah. you settle in pretty good. But no, we want to do a podcast because you've been pretty involved in all things we do outside from a pretty young age, and we had a pretty good year. We want to touch on some shed hunting. We want to touch on some food plot stuff we've done, and maybe we could talk about some stories that you've you've had over the years of hunting stories. But yeah, what, how do you, what do you want to start with? You want to start with sheds or what? What sounds good? Uh, let's start with sheds. So, how long have you been shed hunting with me? you know about i would say a few years out i don't know when i started though i would say so you're seven i would say you probably started like seriously looking for sheds at least two years ago so probably four or five years old probably that yeah time. probably and when did you usually shed hunt with me what were we doing hunt were we rabbit hunting rabbit usually? hunting usually but sometimes sometimes we just walk around this year we probably think is the year that we found the most sheds. Yeah, you we're not very good shed hunters. No. No, we even tried. <laughs> we've tried a lot. Like usually we go rabbit hunting together, which you like to do, and that usually turns into a shed hunt while we're rabbit I hunting. Know, and we've never found any. No, you mm-hmm. usually find them all. Yeah, and the couple times I find them, you're not there. But you walked I mean, miles when not found a shed. Right. I mean, how many? I mean, there's been days where we we even go out and. The snow is just melted, and we're like, this is going to be a great day. We watch videos on YouTube, and they find sheds all over the place. And what's one of the things that we learned from watching some videos? Look in the tall grass. Tall grass, and we follow? The trails in beds. Yep. And, and scrapes. Scrapes, yep. Find and all rubs. those areas. Yep, find those and kind of walk around that area, right? So, I mean, you're pretty astute, like you are determined to find a shed like this is something that you've been working at for a long time and it's eluded you up until this year this spring right 
Yep, last spring I found, I would say, two of my own sheds, a little three-point, six-point, one off a six-point, and then one off a little four-pointer that my dad almost stepped on. Yes, I did. That's, well, it's kind of funny because we were doing some food plots, or not food plots, but we went and hung some trail cameras and some tree stands this weekend. And we brought my dog, Frank. Yep, Frank was with us, but I walked on a trail quick because it was kind of through some, we didn't know how wet it was going to be, so I just quick walked back there. On the way down, took the same trail on the way back, I was, I'm going to break a couple branches off on the way back, and I looked down, and there was a shed from last year. So I walked by quite a few, and if Henry's not with me looking, I apparently walk right by him because well, your second shed you found, I was standing right there, and you thought I didn't see it. I was being funny, actually, and no, I did not see it, but how did it feel finding your first shed? Well, it felt pretty good, actually. My first shed I found, I thought um, we, it was, there was a big weed in the field, and I was like, Dad, I'm going to go check that out. It looks like a big Dude, antler. It looked like a giant antler in this bean field. Yeah, because we were in a bean field, right? I, and there was, was some. It? Well, I think it was a bean field they planted yeah. some rye in, right? Yeah. So we had an easy winter, so like the rye didn't get covered with a lot of snow, so we'd notice that the deer... Typically, the spots that we have permission to look for sheds, they don't really stay all winter. So this year was a little different because it was an easier winter. But, yeah, I had just found a shed, and we were looking at it, and I had seen it from a little ways away, and you were all pumped to go see it. You grabbed it. It was a f- eight-point side or a four-point. And then – I So used, when we found that weed, I found it was a weed. Yeah, so you we, went I running. And then I would just look to my left, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just found my first shed. And I ran over Dad, and I was like – Dad, Dad, I found my first shed. You're so excited. I know you, because when you saw that, like, weed, what was it, like a piece of weed or something I like don't, out there? It might have been it just looked, a weed. It looked like a beam, was, which we found. There's lots of things in the woods that look like sheds. But you were so excited. You ran out there. You're like, there's a huge shed, and you got close, and you're like, oh, it's not. And you're kind of dejected. But then you turned, and there was a shed. And you were jumping up and down, and, yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome experience for you and well at first was, i didn't know if it was just like a stick or something that just came from a little know, yeah and then you you uh you picked it up and you're like i got my first shed and <laughs> you were so excited but that was probably our best yep. day ever shed hunting because you found that one i found two right yeah you just gave me the other one because you didn't know if it was one or not and yeah, then we then so we found four sheds in one day, which mm-hmm. that has never happened with us before. No, usually if I find any sheds, it's one, <laughs> you know, one, and I walk. I mean, I've been looking for sheds pretty, I don't know, pretty consistently for a handful of years. Ever since you kind of got went along with me, like let's something for us to do, and uh, yeah, we found four in one day, and we were like, this is awesome, and yeah, you got your first shed, which. And uh, last weekend, um, me and Dad and Mom, my mom and Frank, we um, went up north for uh, two days, and we hung some trail cameras, some mock scrapes, and two tree stands. And um, me and Mom and Frank were with Dad. He was just in the woods, and then he found a um, shed, which only got eaten a little bit by the squirrels or stuff. Yep, so that was our, I mean, so that was what our total this year was seven? Cause I think Five. I found, well, with me and you, but then I had found the one in the pasture grass. The one time where you didn't go, he bailed on me, and I found a shed. That's how that goes. You want to spend some time with Grandma. So, but I found that one. So, yeah, I think we, and then I found another one. I found the older one also when we were looking. So, I think we that found seven. That was Tyler's. Nope, talking about the little itty-bitty like 4.1 that was in the grass in the backfield when we went out up north earlier this spring looking for sheds it was all green because all the yeah so we found seven so we're we're pretty much shed hunters now you know we found seven sheds in a year yeah but uh what um i guess why do you like looking for sheds is it just something well it's just fun it's just nice to get outdoors sometimes and just get outside and it's nice to just explore around the world. Yeah, I think you like the exploring thing for sure. Yes. Yes. You're always looking for what you can find and cool rocks and that kind of stuff. And you like to you like to move. You're not one that likes to sit still. So looking for sheds is perfect because you can be walking the whole time. 
and yeah, I mean, rabbit hunting and all that stuff at a young age. I carried you around on, your, on my shoulders quite a bit, but now that you've gotten a little older, there's not much of that going on anymore. <laughs> no. But uh, so that was kind of our shed season. I mean, we had a really good time, one right? One I got to say one more. Yeah. So I would, I think two or one years ago. So it was just a day when he picked me up from my grandma's and then we were looking for sheds um, on the edge of the field. And then he, <laughs> my dad was not paying attention and he got stuck in the mud. So you're bringing up a, a two years ago. Yes. My faux pas. But yes, we were looking for sheds right around the field, and I was, what was I doing? I he got, he was driving, he wasn't paying attention to what he was seeing. On the phone. On the phone. And I and, got buried. And he got buried. And all of a sudden, the um, Powells, the farmers that live um, down the road from us, he saw us when driving down the road, and then he saw us, and he went to his farm, and he got a tractor, and he took us out. Yep, thank goodness the the tractor now the field in my defense where i got stuck if i would take anyone out in this field and i told you i got stuck there no one would believe me but there must be like a little spring over there or something but yeah i was just cruising and in drive foot was on the gas chit-chatting just looking out the side of the window following a fence rail looking for sheds after we had walked and next thing i know the truck goes and just oomp, stops put it for a <laughs> drive try to go and i proceed to bury it all the way to the doors yes, pretty much and i made it three feet maybe that was it i would say but thank goodness four-wheel drive tractors exist because he pulled <laughs> us out with that four-wheel drive tractor no problem nope and it was the truck was buried so deep that literally you it was like only a few inches off the ground i would say like one two and a half feet off the ground i would say yeah because i pushed dirt or pushed mud with the door when i opened the door so it was yes. buried and we had, I think I had pretty good sized tires, 35 inch tires in that yeah. truck. So, but yeah, so usually when me and Hunter go shed hunt, we make some good men memories yes. so, <laughs> for that. But yeah, so what else, have, I guess we can kind of go into like, what's another thing you kind of talked about mock scrapes. That's something you've been doing with me for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And you kind of. I'd say about like, I don't know, like, I think I might've started when I was like four some four or three maybe yeah three i mean i even think the intro video of you talking smack about daddy not shooting big bucks and <laughs> going to set tree stands i yeah. think we set some tree stands and made a box rape even that day yeah but which you've always worry, my dad doesn't shoot big bucks. yeah there it is you still got it <laughs> but uh no mock scrapes is something you've always putting trail cameras out and doing those is something you've always tagged along with me i have something that i want to say but i don't want to say it that's fine <laughs> i think you like mock scrapes because you can pee in them yeah, we, I, that. I know. <laughs> don't worry, well, hey, my dad just said an appropriate word. Oh, it's not inappropriate. Every guy that likes to make mock scrapes pees in it. That's pretty normal. You got to do that. But yeah, so you help with mock scrapes, setting trail cameras, and then this year for the first time, we did some food plots. Yep. What did you think about that? Because I mean, you do like farming. Like that's the hobby yeah, farms yeah. that grandpas yep. have, and great grandpas on a farm yep. still. I have so. three grandpas at farmers, and um, well, the first one we did was behind our house. There's a little field that we have behind our house, and my dad, um, he um, my grandpa, he has a little like hummer bee thingy, and um, he had a real rototiller that we used for that, and it was about like an only acre food plot, and we seeded it, then we used my, I have my own age, my own tractor, that's an age. We um, used my grump's call packer. It worked pretty well, and we did a one, we're going to do one up north this upcoming weekend, and um, the between the middle, we, um, we did two at the field where my dad got stuck in one two half acres and so and half acre and then another half acre on the other side of the field and then aj my uncle he used a i think a forty twenty with the green call packer he did he used that and then um we used a little one behind my grandma's house the same people as that aj lives with and um he used the same tractor and call packer for that but we didn't use a rotor tiller. But um, the middle one, I said, we used the call, call, I mean, the rotor tiller for that one. And then um, 
we they used a plow. We weren't, I wasn't there either. Was my I don't think my dad was either. And they used a little tiny, I would say, two or three narrow, arrow plow, whatever. I don't yeah, know how to say it wasn't it. very big, but yeah, old no. school with a farm all yeah. doing yep. that. And I, I think it only took him like 20 minutes. Yeah, that so. last plot was probably only like a quarter acre, so it was pretty and small. I think they cultivated it too, and um, poor AJ, he accidentally, I, I found out that he broke a cultivator tying off on accident. Somewhere. And they hit ground bees. I heard you hear about that. They ran over a ground bee, you know, like the whole bees do the holes in the ground. I guess they hit one of those while they were doing it and had to... Had to do evasive maneuvers and take care of them with some gas that that day before they finished. So, quite an adventure for that last. The smallest plot was quite the adventure. Yes. But but we got to see them all though, right? Like we did yep. that. You were there for we, all that. We um call packed it twice, and my grandpa did the call packing this time, and I rode with him the first round, and the last round he did it by himself, and I just chit chatted with my dad and their yeah, neighbor just, and AJ. We just got to ch- hang out and have a good time. But, yeah, the, the food pot thing is pretty cool. Like, you've been, we've been talking about wanting mm-hmm. to do that more, but we haven't really had a good opportunity to. But I think, it, I mean, it's growing. I mean, what do you think? It's growing yeah, pretty good. Um, the one, there's two where my dad got stuck in. I just like to say that and let you know where it is. Is Those ones are, like, I would say two and a half inches tall. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, we got a couple inches of and We didn't grow. plan them, like, we only planned them, like. Two weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. Two weeks, yeah. And they're growing great. And so the one behind our good. house is the oldest, and it's just like, man, it's growing crazy. Yes, it is. I think we're gonna. Hopefully, we have really good success shooting some deer off that, which you're no stranger of. You've uh, you've watched Daddy shoot quite a few deer, haven't you? Yep. But um, I think was it last year that you went in the tree stand? Mm-hmm. Last year I went in the tree stand for the first time, and I was like, no, I want to go back with mom. <laughs> I want to go. But then I did it, and I was like. Yeah. And I hated it so much because, you know me, I'm scared of heights, and I only like to do, like, ground blinds and stuff. But you faced your fear, and you did yes, a really good job. which I'm job. never doing again. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> no. You don't think I can convince you to go back in a tree stand? No. <laughs> it was, in your defense, it was not a ladder stand. It was actually a stand, like a lock-on stand with, like, three independent steps. Um, it was just a stand I picked, off, picked up off Facebook Marketplace and had it. It's in a cluster of trees, so it's not very high off the ground at all. But it's in a really good inside corner, and it's just in a spot that I can quick get into after work. And the with bringing Henry out there, I was like, hey, let's do this. You can sit on the stand, um, and then I'll just have my saddle off the backside. And we saw a lot of deer, but you ended up not even sitting in the seat because it was kind of a height issue. So you just kind of sat crisscross applesauce right on the yeah. platform. And then, I mean... I know you were pretty scared, but we had a fun time. We saw some deer yep, and, and all that. and um, when we were done, um, we were climbing down on the last step. My dad fell, but luckily I had my harness on, and so I, I caught him. You there, caught... remember when you tripped? I tripped, but you were on the ground already when that happened, weren't you? And I saved you. Oh, yeah, you did save me, yes. For <laughs> I know what you're talking about now, yeah. I kind of stumbled, jumped off the last yeah. step. and Wee! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I said, we always try to make adventures and have fun with everything we do. But what, um, I guess, is there any stories that stick out from, like, a hunting story, from, like, going out hunting that you want to talk about? I don't know, but. It could be anything goose hunting. I mean, you've rabbit hunted, you've goose hunted, you've done a lot of whitetail hunts. Um, anything else? I think that's, we've coyote hunted. That's something we try to do every year. Yeah. We haven't got too lucky shooting a coyote, though. We, I don't think. I don't think we've even seen a coyote, have we? I don't think we've ever seen one or even shot one. No, we have not. We only shot, like, deer and turkey. You. Oh, turkey hunting. Oh, we are not good turkey hunters. No. I, we struggle. Well, part of it is because we don't really want to wake up that early. Was it last year that that one came super close? Yeah. Last year we had ones come, like, only, like. Feet away. Yes. Just like, I don't know, maybe not even a yard away, I would yep. say. Well, it was a hen, so we couldn't shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no stories that stick out. I have one that kind of sticks out. What? When we were up north, me, you, and mommy. I was going to say that oh, one. Oh, go for it. You tell the story. Wait, no. You can say it. Let me start. You can interject when you want okay. to with it. Um, so, I think it, last year we're up north, there's still a little snow on the ground, and um, that, um, my dad, we're going deer hunting and there was some we found mostly does and there's one like little ink point point and our dad my dad was like hey henry come look at this little ink point i was like oh cool he was like do you want to try to shoot i was like sure and i got i tried to 
control the gun, but I just couldn't quite. Like, the scope was too hard for me, and I just almost got a chance for that shot. And But luckily, a few minutes later, my dad shot a um, doe, mm-hmm. which was very... So I'll kind of back up just a little bit because you've been, you know, you've been going hunting with me quite a bit, and you've seen me shoot some deer. I think I've shot one or two with a bow, one for sure, yeah. and then quite that a few right with a gun. You shot with a... Yeah, I did shoot that one with a bow, but you didn't see that one. I'm just saying the ones you've seen me shoot with a bow. And then, you know, I've never, like, we've talked about you wanting to hunt one day, but we never really had a time frame. And uh, we were on our way up north uh, for opening day gun season. And the number we just turned on the road by Grandpa and Grandma's and a buck ran across the road in front of us. And you're like, Dad, that's the perfect buck for me to shoot. And I was like, oh, really? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, well, do you want to try? And you're like, yep. So we bought you a tag that night. And, you know, you haven't, you you know, you have BB guns and you've shot your BB gun a couple times. Yeah. But, like, shooting a bigger gun is nothing you've done yet. So no. we were, like, very, like, hey, if this works out for you. Uh, we'll see, but no, no expectations. So we sat all day opening day and seen does, no bucks. Cause we're kind of waiting to see if a little buck would come by for you to shoot. And then the second day we went out, we sat just in the morning in one spot. And then the afternoon we went out to another spot and we're sitting there and yeah, some does came out and all of a sudden this, you say it's a little buck, but I mean, bigger than, you know, my first buck above you, it's a lot bigger than that one. So Wait. it yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, you had I don't the even gun. Know if I can even remember that, I just barely remember. It was, that. It, but it was a lot going on, and it wasn't meant to be. But yeah, you were sitting on my lap, and we had the gun lined up, and you know, kind of the thing for us was like, you know, I want Henry to be able to, you know, put the gun on, his, get the gun and the deer in the scope, and be able to do that. And the buck was pushing does; he was chasing does all over the field, so he never really stopped. And you did really good because you. You know, we've talked a lot about it, but you haven't had much experience, you know, being your first time doing it. But, uh, and the gun wasn't set up for you either. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have like a lot going for you, but it was kind of last minute. But you got a little overwhelmed and it was like, hey, there's no, you don't need to do this right now. And we changed the, the narrative really quick. We're like, <laughs> let's shoot that doe. And we we're always about shooting doe. So, yeah, I've got to see me shoot the doe, which was pretty great. But yeah, that was so fast forward now going into this year. How do you feel about maybe? Maybe shooting a, a deer. Are you going to try well, to shoot one first, I got to try to shoot. I got to practice shooting my um, black scope one. I got to pra- try to practice on that one a little bit. So then, like, I can actually, like, work on. So, like, because it's going to be harder if I don't practice. So I'm probably going to need to practice first when I do it. Absolutely. Yeah, shoot your little twenty two a few more times. Get do that, learn with a scope, and then yeah, we try to shoot one of the guns that you can bring out there. Mm-hmm. When I see about having a kid, you can always buy a gun and say it could be for Henry later. So I have a lot of Henry guns over there in the corner, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I like that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's something we definitely want to work on the summer. Yeah. Now I want one story that kind of jumps to mind. Me, you, and mommy were sitting in the blind, and a lot of times we'll hunt out of gun blinds. We'll bow hunting can I because say yeah, absolutely. And um, also. My dad's going to talk after me. This is going to be a funny time, and I hated it so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, you're doing a little preamp for it? Yeah. And um, so I don't re- even remember where we shot it from, but uh, me, mom, my dad, <laughs> grandpa, grandpa, <laughs> grandpa, and my uncle, we were like, my dad shot, was it a buck or a doe? I'm not sure what story you're talking about here, but... Probably did my I dad shoot it shot with a you? buck or a doe, and um, it just ran in the woods, and there's all these down pine trees, yep. and like there's this little tunnel that I made. I was like, I don't want to go in it, <laughs> and I had my coat. I got the tunnel was full of blood, but my mom went in first, and then I was like, Why can't I go over it? <laughs> and and all of a sudden I just went through. I'm like, I'm covered in blood. Yeah, but you found the deer. But, but yeah, I, I just, all of a sudden, I just looked to my left, and I was like, oh, I found the deer. Was yeah. it, I think it, it might have been still alive. No, it wasn't alive. That deer died. Oh, yeah. and another time, um, my dad shot a doe out of the blind up by um my grandma's house, where the um middle food plot is, and he 
shot the doe, and I was like, Dad, here comes a doe, and he shot it, and it went back into the woods where it came from, and Mom came over to help us, and they couldn't find it, but when I just saw something, I was like, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't look like it to me, it was a deer, but I just was like, I don't know if that, that doesn't look like a deer, but I'm just gonna go check out it, check, look, just in case it could be one, you never know. And I went over there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I just found the deer my second time. You have a knack for finding blood. I mean, we're talking these stories he's talking about four, I five, found it and because six years like, old. Because the, all of a sudden the you're blood. You're lower to the ground. Blood. You can see easier than me and Mommy because you're so short. That's why that works so good. <laughs> but, yeah, you're you're a blood tracker. You really help with that yes. and do a really good job. I found it. Time. I think it was because the blood trail dis- disappeared. It just ended. Is that the time all the turkeys started pooping on us? Remember the turkeys in the trees? Yeah, they started pooping down on us. Yep, because we scared so. them. Yeah, I think that is that one time. Mommy's over there shaking her head yes, so I'm pretty sure that was that time. But, yeah, you know, that's the thing Like I, I like to hear you say. You don't necessarily remember what deer it was or how big it was or it was a doe or buck. You just remember the experience and you remember mm-hmm. the fun that you had. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, makes, makes us all feel good, and yep. that's why we do it. But, yeah, you're my little blood tracker. You do a really good job of that. But, yeah, the, the story's talking about the blood on the coat. That was a bow kill and uh, shot that out of a, a, a gun blind that we hunt out of, the three of us, and it was quite chaotic. But put a shot on the doe, and, yeah, there's a lot of fall down, you know, balsam trees and all that, and we found a blood trail. And it literally went through this hole that I was like, I can't get through there. And Ashley's much smaller than me, and she's like, I'm not getting through there. So we're like, hey, Henry here you go buddy and this is the middle of the night and uh yeah you snuck right through there perfect and i'm you know you got a little bloody on the in the process but yeah you went through it like a champ and what, i mean it's dark what what are, what are you talking about the one where you got the blood in your coat that you're talking about the little hole that you went through i said i didn't want to i know you didn't want to but me and mom but, were like you're but doing mom it. went through first no mommy did go through oh i guess i'm the one that couldn't fit through it mommy did go through but henry <laughs> got through it also but yeah you found that deer walked right up to it so that was pretty cool but yeah, those and I, Daddy did just. Did I do the same one on my way out? Yep. I know. I think I carried you on the way out, Daddy. We went a different way. Why can't I just do the same on the way in? Because the I don't know why. Probably because Daddy knew a better way, which probably wasn't a better way. See really how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, so we got to do some food plots this year, which was really cool. You really enjoyed that. Um, we maybe could be the year you shoot your first year. We don't know. Maybe. My, nothing we're going to, you know, we're not going to do the youth hunt or anything like that. Do you want to do the youth even, hunt? I don't even know what that is. Well, the youth hunt's when you can go early before bow hunting starts in September. So it's coming up. So you could get a, lot, a few weeks before everyone else goes. That's something you can do. But um, otherwise, we'll, we, you know, like last year, we didn't really do anything until opening day gun hunting. Um, what do you think about that? Would that be something you might want to do? Maybe. I don't know quite yet. I'm just... I just think I'm going to practice first. I'm not quite used to um, shooting deer still because um, I just, I'm only used to shooting BB guns and bows and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a pretty exciting. We got a few weeks yet to go. I mean, I'm not going to push it on you at all. I mean, I'm totally fine with waiting until gun season and seeing what happens. <laughs> but uh, kind of want, to, I mean, to me, I think if you're going to do the youth hunt, you got to be able to. You know, handle the gun safely, load it, unload it, do all those things. Can mm-hmm. we talk about when we, like, did those mock scrapes? Yeah, we can talk about the mock scrapes. And, um, last week. Something you really like to do. Like, I don't want to breeze over. Like, you like making mock scrapes. I'm going to take you a guess. If you think it's mock scrapes and tree stands and stuff, that's right. And if your guess something else is wrong, but I'm going to just say it so <laughs> in case if you can't. You know, and that like me, mom, and dad, we just went up north for the weekend, and um, we we did. I think how many mock scrapes? Five. Five. So we did one. Kinda, I would say, were by where we. Shot the doe, I would, I think, mm-hmm. and um, another one I think is kind of near where I had to crawl in that tunnel, and um, yep, and the fifth one is the one where I mean, the third one is the one where 
dad had dad found the shed and then what's the fourth fourth one is uh on a edge of a field kind of where we you know had all the tree branches we by the turnips grandpa put some turnips in so yep, we did that one and then, and the then we, one was in the, and the fifth one was in the woods up against the swamp kind of yep. right and so what does what does daddy look for when he makes a mock scrape have you kind of figured out what that looks like you got any ideas usually we try to find like an edge of some sort so that could be a field edge that could be a grassy spot that meets woods or like a like a woods hard hardwoods meet like a swamp area like a transition and usually there's already deer trails there right i don't usually try to try to make a scrape be somewhere the deer don't like to be already so we try to find areas where we know deer are like there's like for example like we we like how i found all those like rubs on the trees and yes when it was just me and frank in the woods yep and then we knew that that would be a good area to put one that was on like Mm -hmm. a little ridge coming out of a swamp but yeah and then oh the first spot the first one we did that was a grass field meeting the egg field with some pine trees and stuff but yeah you found a bunch of egg field you know well it's not egg right now we're gonna make it into we're gonna make it into a food plot this this weekend but it usually is egg, egg. agriculture short as slang buddy but yeah like a crop field does that sound better mm-hmm. so yeah usually we look for those kind of areas and make those and you always are pretty intrigued because daddy's hanging stuff out of limbs and breaking branches and <laughs> setting the trail camera up which you kind of like to do that too yeah. but is there any other uh, stories that's kind of kicking out that you like about honey you want to talk about? Well, I do want to talk about some more, but I don't know what. I know there might be some other stories that I just can't remember quite. So what what's your favorite hunting thing to do with Daddy? Like if you had to pick one, what's your favorite thing to do? I would say probably, it's hard. I like doing a lot of stuff like, like hunting is like, I'd say my favorite hunting, I think, is probably turkey hunting, but even though we're not good, and then my favorite, like, mock scrapes and stuff, I would say, is doing, like, shed hunting. Do, like, the white, like, doing stuff that's not hunting, you like doing the shed hunting, shed hunting and, and the mock scrapes. My favorite hunting is, like, I would say buck hunting. Buck hunting for that? You like doing mm-hmm. buck hunting? Because that's, so buck hunting is what? That's when we, opening day gun hunting. That's when we say buck hunting, right? Are you referring to opening day when we go up north? Do that? Or are you just talking in general? General. Okay. I thought maybe you liked that because we bring in a, a truckload of goodies and we make mac and cheese and grilled cheese in the blind and all these candies and sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you, me and you eat pretty good when we do that. Hot chocolate. Oh, gosh. Can't forget about the hot chocolate. I know. That was so good. What are we going to do? Didn't we have an idea? What are we going to do this year to cook in the blind? Because we did mac and cheese and ramen last year. And hot cocoa. And hot cocoa. We'll probably do some hot cocoa again. We have to do hot cocoa. <laughs> we have to. Um, I thought we had an idea of something to do in the blind, and I cannot remember what it was. Nuggets? Oh, we did talk about making some nuggets. Yeah, you love some nuggets. Do that. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do pancakes or anything that crazy. No. Because we're like batter, getting the batter out there, and then you need syrup, and you know all this stuff going on. When you sit all day, though, it does help Milk. making food. Yep, all that. Water, maybe. But So nuggets, that's going to be our thing to do. Yeah, because we just day. need nuggets and then... A pan. Yeah, and then a stove. We could do and nuggets and mac and cheese. Ooh, that's clutch. That's a good lunch. Pizza. Pizza in the blind? Yeah, we can get some pizza. If we have, like, leftover pizza, we can bring it up there, and then we can have, like... Just warm it up in the pan, you think? Or how would we cook it? I don't know. We can bring, like... Do you have that? Still have the little like movable microwave thingy? Well, uh, yes, but we don't have good power out there, you know. So maybe, well, we could totally warm pizza up on a on that yeah, little burner we have. The what? The little like st- the little thing we make the mac and cheese and ramen, boil the water on the little stove that we have in there. We could warm up pizza on that. I don't know if we could make no pizza from scratch, but we could definitely get it hot enough to eat. But, yeah, that's kind of our thing. We try to have fun. Like, everything we do, and I think that's the reason why I said turkey hunting, because turkey hunting, we usually get a little Caesar's pizza. We go out in the afternoon. He's giving me the old the old winky-wink going on. We eat some pizza. We cluck at some turkeys. We usually see turkeys. We're just not very good at calling them in close. 
But, uh, yeah, that's just a really fun, relaxing I, time. I feel like sometime, one time I accidentally scared him away trying to make, like, no, I I remember a funny time. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 two funny times. So, I think we're just hunting and then I was like, meh, meh, at a buck, and then it just looked at us like this. And it just slowly walked away. Yep, I was like, there's a deer, and we're bow hunting in, like, close range. And it wasn't a buck I wanted to shoot, but it was a good-sized buck. And you were probably four. You weren't very <laughs> old. <laughs> and we, you know, the window's open. And I'm like, okay, look, at there's one right there. And then Henry's just like, meh, meh. And that buck looks over at us, and he's, like, calling at it with just your mouth. You weren't even using a call. But, yeah, it ran away. You were trying to do it. No, it was just, he's like. Yeah, just walked away, like. <laughs> I don't want to mess with that big buck over there because you sound like a big old buck. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. But that's because you watch all the YouTube and, videos. Um, you see that. What, one that. time in, like, um, it was me, Dad, and Mom, and we're in the blind and little, I don't really know, how, maybe a little ladder thingy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And we saw this coyote and deer sniffing each other's butts. Yes, that's <laughs> right. We were sitting there, and we had planned that. So we've done food plots before, but we've only ever just, like, spread them out, spread the seed out broadcast. Like, you've, yeah. you've actually pushed the little fertilized yeah. spreader, you know, and I done like rye. That, but which, it's just hard doing it, like, pushing it over the bumps. Yep, yeah, the bumps. That but we've, that's all we've done food plot-wise. But we always try to have some rye up. But, yeah, one year we had rye up, and we had a bunch of deer out there, and it was like a little four-point or six-point. And we, and then these coyotes that... came across the road. And they're running. We're like, oh, my goodness. And it was like I was trying to shoot it with my bow, possibly, but stayed like 80 yards out. And I couldn't quite get it to stop. And that thing went right up to that buck. The deer never ran away. And they smelled each other's butt. It was the craziest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> it usually be attacking unless it was just not hungry. Or... I don't know. It was crazy. But, but yeah, that was that was quite the, quite the night. I've never thought I'd see that interaction. They literally acted like. Of our dog sees a neighbor and I dog. Think the they same smell each other's butt and say hello. Yeah, and the I think the same day the turkeys came over and ate. Our yeah, rye. the turkeys like to eat our rye in the fall. Yes, they do do good at that. And I mean, maybe there's been a couple times where we've got some jakes in the field, and I'm like, here, Henry, try Just... to call them in, and you rip Boom! them. <laughs> yeah, I wish, <laughs> but you hit the box call and they run away. So I blame you. Even though they do the same thing when I try to call at them. <laughs> we're not Why are you blaming you, me? Because you're a little one. It's easy to do that. But we're not very serious turkey hunters. But maybe this year we'll actually get up early and do it. Never? I, every time Dude, I've shot, I hate getting up early. You'll do it for deer hunting, though. Dude, I have to wake up five days early, up and early in the week. Yep, for school, you're talking? For 180 days. True, so you don't want to wake up any more earlier than that for turkey hunting. No. Okay, you only have 180 days of school? Last year I did. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I guess you're not waking up early for turkeys. Okay, well that's a our best chance of shooting a turkey is to wake up early. Okay, he's giving me hard no's over here off mic, just telling me no. All right, we don't have to. We will, be the, we will shoot a turkey in the afternoon if we're going to shoot a turkey. No. We're going to do it at the end of the day. That's afternoon equals end of day, mister. Yes. Yeah, it does. Afternoon's the middle of the day. Oh, so evening. Is that better? Yes. Okay, evening. Thank you. Thank you. But, yep, so we're, so you like turkey hunting. You like, you like shed hunting and making mock scrapes. We've got some good stories intermixed throughout the years. School's starting. Summer's over pretty much for you. Is there anything else? Well, we other than the food plot, we do have a food plot we're going to go do Saturday, and that's going to be our biggest food plot. But we got the big guns. Grandpa Great's going to be out there with the disc and his tractor. He's still farming. He's still doing his his thing. And so. we're going to use an old school call packer, I think. Yeah, what kind of call packer was it? He called it something, but I've never seen one like that. Neither have I. Yep, but pretty cool. So we, it kind of uh, looked like a cultivator that just rolls. Yeah, it's got like an open rolling. So we're going to see how that works. Because uh, it just had tines. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. It was like a cylinder. It was yeah. really weird, but Grandpa said it works great. He used it on the turnips that he planted. So, I mean, the turnips look like they're growing pretty good. So, it does Why work. Why would have to run over the turnips with it? I don't know. Maybe we, we might have to just a little bit to sneak around with it. But or we're just going to knock the corn down. So, how are you, so you're not going to go into a tree stand with me this year? Heck no. 
well, so just ground blinds and deer and gun blinds. So now the question is, mommy's going to bow hunt more this year. She said so. So if me and mommy are both going out, who are you going to sit with? Ashley. Who are you going to sit with, mommy or daddy? My mother told me to choose the best one. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, you're going to go with me. Okay. Oh, mommy, switching back. <laughs> so me and mommy are going hunting with a bow. You're going to go with mommy. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the day. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. <laughs> I think you'll I think you'll have good luck with whoever you go because you seem to bring the good luck for that. Do you want to hear the beautiful woman <laughs> say something? <laughs> Mommy's going to talk? No, I think, I don't know. I think we're going to, are we wrapping this up or what? Do you have anything you want to say? You want to say something? No. Actually, I do want to talk, ask Mommy a couple questions. About what she feels about the food plot and the mock scrape game. So let's let her hop on here and talk a little bit about it. Kind of get her experience. All right, we're doing a little swap. A little swap of mics. I only got two mics. We got the poverty yeah, set up still. Say, my mom's going to say where I am, and I'm just going to be like, where is she? All righty, Mommy Ashley. You're making a guest appearance on this, this week's episode. I guess so. I got rigged right into it. A beautiful lady in the world. That a boy, Henry. So flattered. So hopefully you liked the conversation with Henry. That was, you got to sit down here. I think you were laughing pretty hard off, off the well, mic just there. because I've lived a lot of those experiences. So it's just fun to watch him giggle like a little schoolgirl when it comes to hunting. A little schoolboy. But I mean, in all honesty, though, that's something that we've been able to take him along for a lot of adventures and do with us. And he does enjoy it. You know, I know some of my siblings grew up not liking it as much at a young age but they you know like it more now as adults for some reason he just seems to really enjoy it the whole time which i was kind of like that and um but yeah i wanted to kind of bring you have you talk a little bit because henry said you're the most beautiful person in the, in the world is that what you said henry and i said the most beautiful lady in the world. oh lady not person but lady so what you got to help with some of these food plots and mock scrapes and stuff which typically in the past you haven't really had the opportunity to do that as much because you know, you've been studying and doing all that. So what did you kind of feel like? What did you think about doing the mock scrapes? Let's start with that. It was kind of nice being out in the field with you guys versus just hearing the stories about it. Um, just because I've had my face in a book for the past four years. So it was nice to, you know, be out and about. Um, I don't so know. You, I had a lot of fun. You had a lot of fun. But you, I mean, you using the cordless weed eater, doing those oh, kind of yeah. things you really enjoyed. Yeah. And it made it go a lot quicker having, you know, another set of hands. But I mean, you've always seen the trail cam pics of the mock scrapes and how they Correct. work, so you've been yes. able to see it from a distance. But I mean, the what? I guess what, is there anything that you kind of learned or kind of saw that you know tripped a trigger or like made you curious about it? Or no, well, even like just certain things that you have learned through um, just trial and error, specific um, types of trees that tend to attract bigger bucks, more deer. Um, even the size of the mock scrape, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, um, so we, it's interesting. So, in your defense, though, that's something I've done la only last couple of years made them a lot right, bigger. Like right. the ground, like the disturbed ground, much, much bigger. Correct. Um, and that that's strictly like you were saying, like trial and error. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, how long have I been doing like this mock scrape thing? We've well, been feel doing like a long it since time. we've been dating. So that's going even when we were, yeah. Ago. So even when we were dating, and it wasn't you know, an official mock scrape, but there'd be times when you'd go out, you'd break a branch, you kind of, you know, rough up the area before we go hop in a tree. And sure enough, like it always attracted some sort of deer. It, and it always blew my mind. I was like, it was like, why do deer want to lick a branch? Like it never made yeah. sense to me when I was a novice That's right. Hunter. I kind of forgot that, but I, we yeah. would have presets back then. Correct. And we knew, I've always been intrigued. I always was mostly a scrape hunter. I never really hunted rubs. I tried hunting rubs, but... I never really had much success, but for some reason, scrapes being, you know, uh, not all scrapes are created equal, but I kind of found the the, more, the hidden ones I always really liked. And yeah, if I, I would walk right by them and just pee in them as I went out to go hunting and I would scrape the dirt up and we'd go hop in a stand and yeah, sure enough, bucks and does would come right up to it and lick that branch and do those kind of things. You know, now I've gotten a little more technical with how I do it, but yeah, I wasn't afraid to do that. I mean, talking like 18 19 years old we were doing that mm -hmm. kind of stuff so but now as it's progressed you know my mock scrape game i've done made a lot of them 
and not got a picture of anything on. Correct. But we've yeah. kind of like fine tuned what tree, like you said, like I think yeah, yeah, I was kind of talking about that. Like, okay, this but I like this because it's this type of tree. We're gonna find this kind of a branch. We're gonna hang it at this height, and those are all things you just kind of get a feel for. And I think you watched me do like a couple, and you like instantly were like, oh yeah, like you knew what to do. You knew how big to make it. You caught on really quick, which was which was kind of nice. But that's kind of what jumped out at you was how big it was. Like the dirt was one thing that jumped out. Yeah, yeah. And then, so how about the food plot thing? What do you? Kind of, I think yeah, I think you enjoyed it almost as much as me and Henry from a I distance. I totally kinda. did. So I grew up kind of um, in the rural, in the yeah, in the rural setting. So to me, it was just kind of like home. It was just something that you know we always did. I always did hay, um, always helped around the you know the farm and the animals. So to me, it's like my childhood, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I feel I felt like a kid again. Yeah, and so I feel good because great. they're growing. So. We right, it, it was perfect. successful. Yeah, we were we, a little so nervous. We, yeah, we were like, was... did we spread enough of the seed? <laughs> we don't know. Um, but nope, so it's growing. So Yeah, that's that's using, you know, that's testament to using the resources I have, like Lincoln at Packer Max and, you know, his, his expertise with, like, you know, what to do. Like, you know, I didn't use a Packer Max to do it because I had access to, you know, call packers at, around the farms and stuff like that. But, yeah, just someone you can reach out to and be like, hey, what do I do? And all the research, there's so much information out there can almost be overwhelming. So it's nice to have, like, one or two people that you can just bounce ideas off and just kind of get a straight shot answer instead of a, you know, you go on a Facebook thing and you get a hundred different answers. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah, like, it's I like don't know what's going on. Yeah, it feels good because it's growing. <laughs> We're, what's the date today? It's August 17th, and it feels real good because our food plots are growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of put those food plots in spots that, we can easily bow hunt. I mean, every spot. Well, one spot we got to set up either a ground blind or a tree stand. We haven't really made up our mind what we do. But kind of my my mindset with the, the food plots this year was let's put them in spots that you can get into easy. Um, they're high odd spots. They deer already are there. We know that. But like early October, let's get it where you can easily sneak into a preset off that food plot and then if it's one of those things where we have um i don't typically really hunt preset stands anymore but it's kind of unrealistic to be like hey me and my wife are both going out tonight let's both do hanging hunts like don't really need to do that on small properties so but if we get to a point where we have a really nice deer going in you can still you know play that food plot with pretty much any wind we can hunt every one of these food plots if we do a hanging hunt style so Presets hung for a predominant wind and yeah, slide in there and hopefully have a good set because you are a fair weather bow hunter. Oh, absolutely. I I, <laughs> I don't deny that. Um, if the weather's nasty, you're in a ground blind or you're going to be in the gun blind, which yep. those that we have proven that you can have good success in those those spots. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I just have poor circulation. So the, the cold's a little bit rough on my, my toes and my hands. So I have to be mindful of that, you know, kind of in the future and going Going forward, I have to make sure that I can protect my skin and my circulatory system. Um, you don't want frostbite? Is that yeah, like a no. technical? You're a nurse, so you know, nurse practitioner, you don't have to get totally technical on us. It's <laughs> aka frostbite. <laughs> Freeze your fingers or toes off. But no, I think that's going to be a pretty good fall. And yeah, I mean, HD, we're going to hopefully have some more stories coming forward. Oh, let me change the What we kind of want to do, if you go hunting and if we have success or what we see, you might do like a little HD's update. What do you think about that? Yeah, really. Just like a quick little, quick little podcast. Maybe you can talk about something that he had, he went through, something you kind of expressed interest in wanting to do. So, do that. Be with the guys. Go hunting. Do that kind of thing. And maybe we'll shoot your first deer this fall. Yeah, that would be awesome if she won that big. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, otherwise I think we're gonna wrap this up. Um, Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Ashley, for hopping on and doing this. It was kind of a something that Henry's been begging me to do for a couple weeks, and I finally said, "All right, this week you get it." Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're hopefully we'll have some good updates coming through uh, the next week or so. We got a bunch of trail cameras we've been putting out. Um, yeah, we'll have uh, we got a lot to look forward to. It's going to be a good fall. But yeah, get out there, enjoy creation, take the family. Yep. Henry's seven he's, years old, and he's, he's gotta been. Gotta get out there and film, stay all day. At least get outside. Yeah, here, come talk in the mics. People can at hear you. At least get outside one time a day, at least, and just enjoy the day. And that's what you like to do. Get outside once a day, rain yeah. or shine. 
is what he likes to do. But yeah, just get out there, enjoy creation. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Wild podcast. And yeah, anyone wants to chit chat some more, or if you got any, uh, anyone's got any cool stories that they want to talk about, reach out to me on Instagram, or uh, you can uh, send me a message, or you know we can get in contact. And we're getting to that point where we're going to be pretty whitetail focused coming up, and really want to talk about some stories and people who've had success in the fall. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, thank you for this week's episode. You guys have a good one.